the law school of America. A trial which is observed by a trial judge without being partial is a fair trial. Various rights associated with a fair trial are explicitly proclaimed in Article 10 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution, and Article 6 of the European Convention of Human Rights, as well as numerous other constitutions and declarations throughout the world. There is no binding international law that defines what is not a fair trial, for example, the right to a jury trial and other important procedures vary from nation to nation. Definition in International Human Rights Law the right to fair trial is very helpful to explore in numerous declarations which represent customary international law, such as the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, UDHR. Though the UDHR enshrines some fair trial rights, such as the presumption of innocence until the accused is proven guilty, in Articles 6, 7, 8 and 11, the key provision is Article 10 which states that Everyone is entitled in full equality to a fair and public hearing by an independent and impartial tribunal in the determination of his rights and obligations and of any criminal charge against him. Some years after the UDHR was adopted, the right to a fair trial was defined in more detail in the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, ICPR. The right to a fair trial is protected in Articles 14 and 16 of the ICPR which is binding in international law on those states that are party to it. Article 14 establishes the basic right to a fair trial. Article 14.2 provides for the presumption of innocence, and Article 14.3 sets out a list of minimum fair trial rights in criminal proceedings. Article 14.5 establishes the right of a convicted person to have a higher court review the conviction or sentence, and Article 14.7 prohibits double jeopardy. Article 14.1 states that all persons shall be equal before the courts and tribunals in the determination of any criminal charge against him, or of his rights and obligations in a suit at law. Everyone shall be entitled to a fair and public hearing by a competent, independent and impartial tribunal established by law. The press and the public may be excluded from all or part of a trial for reasons of morals, public order or national security in a democratic society, or when the interest of the private lives of the parties so requires, or to the extent strictly necessary in the opinion of the court in special circumstances where publicity would prejudice the interests of justice. But any judgment rendered in a criminal case or in a suit at law shall be made public except where the interest of juvenile persons otherwise requires or the proceedings concern matrimonial disputes or the guardianship of children. Geneva Conventions The Geneva Conventions, GC, and their additional protocols, APs, require that any prisoners of war facing a judicial proceeding receive a fair trial. For example, Articles 102 to 108 of the 1949 Third Geneva Convention detail requirements for the fairness of trials against prisoners of war. Other provisions require a fair and regular trial, safeguards of proper trial and defense, an impartial and regularly constituted court respecting the generally recognized principles of regular judicial procedure, a regularly constituted court affording all the judicial guarantees which are recognized as indispensable by civilized peoples and court offering the essential guarantees of independence and impartiality. Definition in Regional Human Rights Law The right to a fair trial is enshrined in Articles 3, 7 and 26 of the African Charter on Human and People's Rights, UJPR. The right to a fair trial is also enshrined in Articles 5, 6 and 7 of the European Convention on Human Rights and Articles 2-4 of the 7th Protocol to the Convention. The right to a fair trial is furthermore enshrined in Articles 3, 8. 9 and 10 of the American Convention on Human Rights. Relationship with other rights. The right to equality before the law is sometimes regarded as part of the right to a fair trial. 
It is typically guaranteed under a separate article in international human rights instruments. The right entitles individuals to be recognized as subject, not as object, of the law. International human rights law permits no derogation or exceptions to this human right. Closely related to the right to a fair trial is the prohibition on ex post facto law, or retroactive law, which is enshrined in human rights instruments separately from the right to fair trial and cannot be limited by states according to the European Convention on Human Rights and the American Convention on Human Rights. Fair Trial Rights The right to a fair trial has been defined in numerous regional and international human rights instruments. It is one of the most extensive human rights and all international human rights instruments enshrined in more than one article. The right to a fair trial is one of the most litigated human rights and substantial case law that has been established on the interpretation of this human right. Despite variations in wording and placement of the various fair trial rights, international human rights instruments define the right to a fair trial in broadly the same terms. The aim of the right is to ensure the proper administration of justice. As a minimum the right to fair trial includes the following fair trial rights in civil and criminal proceedings. The right to be heard by a competent, independent and impartial tribunal. The right to a public hearing. The right to be heard within a reasonable time. The right to counsel. The right to interpretation. States may limit the right to a fair trial or derogate from the fair trial rights only under circumstances specified in the human rights instruments. In civil proceedings. The European Court of Human Rights and the Inter-American Court of Human Rights have clarified that the right to a fair trial applies to all types of judicial proceedings, whether civil or criminal. According to the European Court of Human Rights, Article 6 of the European Convention on Human Rights and the Fair Trial Rights apply to all civil rights and obligations created under domestic law and therefore to all civil proceedings. In administrative proceedings, both the European Court of Human Rights and the Inter-American Court of Human Rights have clarified that the right to a fair trial applies not only to judicial proceedings, but also administrative proceedings. If an individual's right under the law is at stake, the dispute must be determined through a fair process. In special proceedings. In Europe special proceedings may also be subject to Article 6 of the European Convention on Human Rights. In Mills v. The United Kingdom 2001 the European Court of Human Rights held that a court-martial was subject to Article 6 because the defendants had been accused of what the court considered to be serious crime, assault with a weapon and wounding. The African Commission on Human and People's Rights, (ICPR) frequently deals with instances where civilians are tried by military tribunals for serious crimes. The ICPR has held that on the face of it military courts do not satisfy civilians' right to a fair trial. See Constitutional Rights Project v. Nigeria. In this respect the ICPR has reaffirmed the right to counsel as essential in guaranteeing a fair trial. The ICPR held that individuals have the right to choose their own counsel and that giving the military tribunal the right to veto a counsel violates the right to a fair trial. In the United Kingdom, right to a fair trial in the United Kingdom is guaranteed by Article 6 of the Human Rights Act 1998. Between 1971 and 1975, the right to a fair trial was suspended in Northern Ireland. Suspects were simply in prison without trial and interrogated by the British Army for information. This power was mostly used against the Catholic minority. The British government supplied deliberately misleading evidence to the European Court of Human Rights when it investigated this issue in 1978. The Irish government and human rights group Amnesty International requested that the ECHR reconsider the case in December 2014. Three court cases related to the Northern Ireland conflict that took place in mainland Britain in 1975 and 1976 have been accused of being unfair, resulting in the imprisonment of the Birmingham Six, 
Guilford 4, and Maguire 7. These convictions were later overturned, though an investigation into allegations that police officers perverted the course of justice failed to convict anyone of wrongdoing. The United Kingdom created an act, the Special Immigration Appeals Act in 1997, which then led to the creation of the Special Immigration Appeals Commission, SIAC. It allowed for secret evidence to be stated in court, however, it provides provisions for the anonymity of the sources and information itself. The judge has the power to clear the courtroom of the public and press, and the appellant if need be, if sensitive information must be relayed. The appellant is provided with a special advocate, who is appointed in order to represent their interests, however no contact can be made with the appellant after seeing the secret evidence. Ziak is mostly used for deportation cases, and other cases of public interest. Secret evidence has seen increased use in UK courts. Some argue that this undermines the British criminal justice system, as this evidence may not come under proper democratic scrutiny. Secret evidence can now be used in wide range of cases including deportations hearings, control orders proceedings, parole board cases, asset freezing applications, pre-charge detention hearings in terrorism cases, employment tribunals and planning tribunals. In England and Wales, the origin of right to fair trial and right to be heard can be traced back in the Magna Carta Act, 1215. Art. 39 of the Act speaks about fair trial and punishment by a competent court after the trial. Juries in a fair trial. The rationale for a jury was that it offers a check against state power. Under Article 6 of the ECHR, the right to a fair trial implies that the accused and public must be able to understand the verdict. Trials decided by jury, as they do not provide reasons for their decision, therefore do not allow for this. In Tax Gavy Belgium a violation of Article 6-1 was found. The court also implied a right to a reasoned verdict, irrespective of whether that was given by a judge or a jury. Under ECHR case law, jury decisions can also be problematic in circumstances where juries draw adverse inferences from trial judges' directions in contravention of Article 6-3, B, and, C. Now a word from our sponsor, the Law School of America. In law, a trial is a coming together of parties to a dispute, to present information, in the form of evidence, in a tribunal, a formal setting with the authority to adjudicate claims or disputes. One form of tribunal is a court. The tribunal, which may occur before a judge, jury, or other designated trier of fact, aims to achieve a resolution to their dispute. Types by finder of fact. Where the trial is held before a group of members of the community, it is called a jury trial. Where the trial is held solely before a judge, it is called a bench trial. Hearings before administrative bodies may have many of the features of a trial before a court, but are typically not referred to as trials. An appellate proceeding is also generally not deemed a trial, because such proceedings are usually restricted to review of the evidence presented before the trial court, and do not permit the introduction of new evidence. Types by dispute. Trials can also be divided by the type of dispute at issue. Criminal. A criminal trial is designed to resolve accusations brought, usually by a government, against a person accused of a crime. In common law systems, most criminal defendants are entitled to a trial held before a jury. Because the state is attempting to use its power to deprive the accused of life, liberty, or property, the rights of the accused afforded to criminal defendants are typically broad. The rules of criminal procedure provide rules for criminal trials. Civil. A civil trial is generally held to settle lawsuits or civil claims, non-criminal disputes. In some countries, the government can both sue and be sued in a civil capacity. The rules of civil procedure provide rules for civil trials.
Administrative. Although administrative hearings are not ordinarily considered trials, they retain many elements found in more formal trial settings. When the dispute goes to a judicial setting, it is called an administrative trial, to revise the administrative hearing, depending on the jurisdiction. The types of disputes handled in these hearings is governed by administrative law and auxiliary by the civil trial law. Labor. Labor law, also known as employment law, is the body of laws, administrative rulings, and precedents which address the legal rights of, and restrictions on, working people in their organizations. As such, it mediates many aspects of the relationship between trade unions, employers and employees. In Canada, employment laws related to unionized workplaces are differentiated from those relating to particular individuals. In most countries however, no such distinction is made. However, there are two broad categories of labor law. First, Collective labor law relates to the tripartite relationship between employee, employer and union. Second, individual labor law concerns employees' rights at work and through the contract for work. The labor movement has been instrumental in the enacting of laws protecting labor rights in the 19th and 20th centuries. Labor rights have been integral to social and economic development since the Industrial Revolution. Systems. There are two primary systems for conducting a trial. Adversarial. In common law systems, an adversarial or accusatory approach is used to adjudicate guilt or innocence. The assumption is that the truth is more likely to emerge from the open contest between the prosecution and the defense in presenting the evidence and opposing legal arguments with a judge acting as a neutral referee and as the arbiter of the law. In several jurisdictions in more serious cases, there is a jury to determine the facts, although some common law jurisdictions have abolished the jury trial. This polarizes the issues, with each competitor acting in its own self-interest, and so presenting the facts and interpretations of the law in a deliberately biased way. The intention is that through a process of argument and counter-argument, examination in chief and cross-examination, each side will test the truthfulness, relevancy, and sufficiency of the opponent's evidence and arguments. To maintain fairness, there is a presumption of innocence, and the burden of proof lies on the prosecution. Critics of the system argue that the desire to win is more important than the search for truth. Further, the results are likely to be affected by structural inequalities. Those defendants with resources can afford to hire the best lawyers. Some trials are, or were, of a more summary nature, as certain questions of evidence were taken as resolved. Inquisitorial. In civil law legal systems, the responsibility for supervising the investigation by the police into whether a crime has been committed falls on an examining magistrate or judge who then conducts the trial. The assumption is that the truth is more likely to emerge from an impartial and exhaustive investigation both before and during the trial itself. The examining magistrate or judge acts as an inquisitor who directs the fact-gathering process by questioning witnesses, interrogating the suspect, and collecting other evidence. The lawyers who represent the interests of the state and the accused have a limited role to offer legal arguments and alternative interpretations to the facts that emerge during the process. All the interested parties are expected to cooperate in the investigation by answering the magistrate or judge's questions and, when asked, supplying all relevant evidence. The trial only takes place after all the evidence has been collected and the investigation is completed. Thus, most of the factual uncertainties will already be resolved and the examining magistrate or judge will already have resolved that there is prima facie of guilt. Critics argue that the examining magistrate or judge has too much power in that he or she will both investigate and adjudicate on the merits of the case. Although lay assessors do sit as a form of jury to offer advice to the magistrate or judge at the conclusion of the trial, their role is subordinate. Further, 
because a professional has been in charge of all aspects of the case to the conclusion of the trial, there are fewer opportunities to appeal the conviction alleging some procedural error. Mistrials. A judge may cancel a trial prior to the return of a verdict, legal parlance designates this as a mistrial. A judge may declare a mistrial due to the court determined that it lacks jurisdiction over a case, evidence being admitted improperly, or new evidence that might seriously affect the outcome of the trial being discovered. Misconduct by a party, juror, or an outside actor, if it prevents due process. A hung jury which cannot reach a verdict with the required degree of unanimity. In a criminal trial, if the jury is able to reach a verdict on some charges but not others, the defendant may be retried on the charges that led to the deadlock, at the discretion of the prosecution. Disqualification of a juror after the jury is impaneled, if no alternative juror is available and the litigants do not agree to proceed with the remaining jurors, or the remaining jurors not meeting the required number for a trial. The illness or death of a juror or attorney. Attempting to change a plea during an ongoing trial, which normally is not allowed. Either side may submit a motion for a mistrial, on occasion, the presiding judge may declare one on a motion of his slash her own. If a mistrial is declared, the case at hand may be retried at the discretion of the plaintiff or prosecution, as long as double jeopardy does not bar that party from doing so. Other types. Some other kinds of processes for resolving conflicts are also expressed as trials. For example, the United States Constitution requires that, following the impeachment of the president, a judge, or another federal officer by the House of Representatives, the subject of the impeachment may only be removed from office by a trial in the Senate. In earlier times disputes were often settled through a trial by ordeal, where parties would have to endure physical suffering in order to prove their righteousness, or through a trial by combat, in which the winner of a physical fight was deemed righteous in their cause. The Law School of America the content used in the podcast is licensed by the Wikimedia Foundation Incorporated under a Creative Commons Attribution, Share Alike License. The text has been modified for audio. The content of these podcasts is for informational purposes only and do not constitute professional advice. These podcasts are not associated with the Wikimedia Foundation in any context. The Law School of America